and welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony, and we're with Dave and David. Dave's Stevens, David Sterling, I'm Tony Ramsey. Connor Ennis forgot to tell me that he wouldn't be on tonight, so he just called me about five minutes ago that he wouldn't be on tonight, which is fine. He's got the uh, school, or he's starting a new job, and probably got kid stuff, whatever. Just got back from Florida, I believe, maybe he's, uh... Yeah. Yeah, well, he got back from Florida. Yeah, that's right. So, uh... Yeah, so three of us are here. Uh, Dave was in California, right, Dave? I was, yeah. I just got back pretty late last night, actually. You were uh, out there. You were scouting the uh, Thompson Cheese Factory Co-Ed Rec Soccer League. Of course, for the, of course, yeah. For the Loons. Did you find any anybody out there that could uh, play for the Loons? Well, you know, I wouldn't say tomorrow, but there's a few that I have my eyes on for sure. I mean, sure, there's sure. a lot there's a lot of talent in California, especially yeah. especially and I was in the Fresno area. You know, it's 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 there's there's a lot of people obviously and a lot of good soccer talent out there. So a couple I've got my, you know, ear to the ground. I you know, literally had boots on the ground last week, you know, watching these yeah. games and uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of talent. Um nothing promising, nothing maybe in the summer transfer window sure. I can have something for sure. you, but yeah, that's why I go out there check out the talent yeah. so the uh thompson cheese factory is a big you know the big uh like a league for uh for professional for talent in mls i'm telling you right now that's i've heard good stories about thompson cheese factory so yeah. Yeah, um moving on uh david did you see connor this week or not i didn't we uh oh i could not clean a schedule up to head up to tampa to see him no well that's too bad yeah, I mean, guys. I mean, it would have been nice if you guys could have hooked up and uh, see each other, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So he was down there visiting, I think, some family or friends, uh, for a couple days or for a week. I think it was a week. That was pretty close. Cool. Week, I think. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was. Yeah, pretty pretty close. So, so good for him. A little vacation. Hoping he, hoping he brought back some beers from Florida. I think he probably did. Uh, which we'll get on the podcast next week. Uh, speaking of beers, guys, it's gonna be a short podcast because we really don't have a lot to talk about except for a signing and some other stuff. Speaking of beers, guys, uh, before we get into what we're drinking, uh, I did text you guys about the new collab between Hormel, yes, that Hormel, <laughs> and uh, Modest Brewing. Oh, they have collab for a chili cheese brew now. Uh, this is only available in four packs. You can only buy it online uh, and have it shipped to you, or you can get it if they have it on tap at the brewery at Modest Brewing. Uh, from what I've heard, this they I read the recipe with the how they came up with this, guys, and they used a corn ale, so a corn chip type of ale, and they added a bunch of uh, the, uh, the the processed cheese powder from uh, macaroni and cheese boxes. And then they added some spices and stuff from the Hormel chili uh, that you get in the stores. And they made this beer. So I'm interested to see what it tastes like. David, uh, I think you were you were kind of hinting you are going to buy some and have it shipped to you. Uh, I had the entire form filled out. Yes. And then I chickened out. What? I I'm not saying I won't do it yet, but whew. yeah. After I was reading the ingredients, I was like, um, I I'm just you know, I maybe, don't know. 
you know, maybe Tony and I, maybe we'll have to encounter if he's around. Maybe we'll have to make a trip down to it, Modest, right? It was Modest. Because you said it was only Modest. available on tap or uh, they were shipping it. Four pack of shipping. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested yeah. to see how long that tap will last at Modest. Uh, if people, of course, I think you should get a lot of people who come in and like have one and then won't have another one because you probably can't have more than two or more than one. But uh, yeah, it yeah. makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if they're just like <laughs> some of these breweries are just getting desperate in their collaborations and trying to be original and, you know, top the next brewery. But what I've I heard will... now is Formel did reach out to them. Okay. About I, this. I, so I will say this though. When I first, when I saw your text this morning and I, I had heard of that before, I saw your text. And when I saw it, my first thought was, you know, gross but you know honestly if you think about it a little bit i i do i it might be something it's something i would certainly try i'd try almost anything but you know when i, I look at like state fair i go there and i enjoy you know beer all sorts of beers beers like dill pickle beers olive mm -hmm. beer like the one i had this year and i don't know you, and you once you started talking about those flavors individually i could you know maybe start to picture that being a pretty good pretty good fit for a beer depending assuming it's like a lager you know like you said, a corn, a corn so, based lager. I don't know. It could be good. I'd try it. So we already have, uh, they obviously have it on tap right now at Modest to, as of today. We already have nine people who've tried it at, at the brewery on untapped. Uh, it's 5.5%. Uh, we have one guy who said, uh, in abomination, but also one of my favorite lagers I've had in a long time. That was only 35 minutes ago. No way it smells and tastes just like it says, but it's light, more like combos. So it tastes like combos. Ooh. Yeah. Not for hmm. everyone. Uh, somebody like just combos. rated That guy rated a, a four, a three and a half. Uh, we have another rating of four. We have another rated of five. Another five. Chili check, lager check, cheese check, five stars. Hmm. Uh, we have four and a half. We have a five. And we have a four. The chili spice, this last guy wrote, the chili spice is okay sign. So who knows? I, looking at the uh, different people who posted pictures of it, it looks like a lager. I mean, it doesn't look like dark or anything. It looks like a oh, so it's lager. not like a heavily, it's not like an unfiltered. <laughs> no, <chunks>. no, <laughs> big chunks of like <laughs> big chunks of cheese in there. That, that's yeah. I'm sorry, but that's all I can imagine when we're talking about. See, uh, yeah, I was thinking that beer cheese soup is all I could think of. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't look like it at all. No, and there's just, no just chunks. Let, of, let like, you know, I just huh? ordered a four pack. There you go, David. Or hey. yes, there no, we go. Awesome. There it is. So we can shout out to Modest Brewery then right. for David. David ordering a four yeah. pack. I, I could. What do you guys think? Like, who, and I'm not. It, it may be. Hopefully, I'll we'll have a chance to find out. But like, this the chili may not even be like spicy. But what do you think? Like, I'm not a fan of of pepper infused beers, like the like jalapeno infused beers. I love those. Do you really? I okay. yeah. I've had a couple at uh, Brewfest up here in Monticello. They've had a couple of breweries who've done those, and I will say they are they are delicious, uh, in small amounts. And, I and, yeah, I've only that, had one that I haven't liked, and that was one yeah. down here in St. Pete. Um, it just didn't, in fact, I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, it was just awful. It didn't, mm. it tasted like unripened jalapenos and it was a sour, which is weird, but, um, bad. I've had, I bet I've probably had 10, 12 different ones and they're all oh. quality. Now I like spicy food, 
so I mean, I can, I can drink them like, you know, if it's four pack, which it usually is, I can drink a four pack, no problem. Um, I think we had Lauder Ale. Mm-hmm. I think I got one. It was like an Abanero or something. Sure. Yeah. Probably I think okay. we had it on the podcast that night. Yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're interesting. Um, the dark beers that are like that, I've had a number of stouts that have uh, chili pepper in them, and they're very good. Yeah, that would that would probably make sense to go with the kind of the chocolate too. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't. I, I definitely had haven't had too many, and uh, maybe because of one of the first or very few that I've had, maybe I didn't like, and then I I've kind of stayed away ever since. But well, it's it's a actually, I mean. Putting putting this stuff in a lager is like crazy, right? I mean, usually think of the spice. You think of like David was saying, like a stout or something like with some chocolate in it to have the spice with the chocolate. That taste can be really good, but having a lager where you got cheese in there and some spice, I mean, that's just like uh, they're calling it a chili cheese dip in a can. Is what they're calling it mm. so. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what David thinks about it when he gets. Yeah, there. I'll. I'll have to. I'll have to open these and split them with my neighbors. Because something and, tells uh, me none of us are going to want a whole glass or whole can. No, no. <laughs> but and uh, we'll. Uh, we'll see, baby, David. You're maybe right. Maybe we can get down there uh, to Modest before they run out and grab a, grab a glass of that and see how it tastes, so we can. Uh, be with david on this but yeah just guys just came out today so it was uh it was just released today so yeah um so let's get away from the crazy beers let's talk what we're drinking tonight uh david we'll start with you what are you drinking from the land of florida well it's not from the land of florida um it is from the land of wisconsin um i was of course up in wisconsin seeing family over the holidays and um figured i had to get some beers uh and so this one this one might be boring on the crazy actually so this is from eagle park brewing company um in muskego wisconsin which is basically milwaukee um it is the raspberry vanilla cheesecake incident it's called holy shit I'll say that again, the raspberry vanilla cheesecake incident. It is a raspberry vanilla cheesecake inspired Berliner style vice ale with raspberry vanilla graham cracker and cheesecake. Wow. A and it's a sour. Ooh, yeah, another sour. Wow. And wow. this is, uh, let's see, does it say ABV is 6%? You'd think the sour mm. would kind of throw a lot of those flavors off. Hmm. Yeah. There's the can. Well, wow. um, it's a, uh, it's really tasty. Um, I bet it's it's more. I think it's more tart than sour. I, you know, I imagine you know you can tell it's the raspberry tartness. Um, there's a really nice cream flavor in the background. Um. Definitely taste the cheesecake on the on the like on the finish. Uh, I mean, it's it's tasty. I mean, I so it was a four pack. I gave one away. 
um, to a neighbor who's from Wisconsin. And then I drank one. And so I still have two left. This is the third. So, I mean, I've taken breaks between drinking it. It's been two weeks since I had the, the first one. Um, I mean, it's not something you'd have multiple of. I mean, you set it in the fridge and have it in a few weeks. Yeah. But it, I, I think it's good. I, if people like sours, definitely give it a shot. If you can find it. Kind of like, kind of like my Ecto Cooler beer, which you missed, Dave. I had my Ecto Cooler mm-hmm. Slime Time from uh, Blackstack. And uh, oh. that was that was delicious. Uh, I will, Dave. I will save one for you in my fridge. Thank you. Next time you're up, you can have one of those. But uh, yeah, that you know, our Berliner Weiss has got a sweetness to it, anyways. Right. So um, adding that stuff into it, it's interesting they didn't make it like just a actual sour sour. They took Berliner Weiss and made it into a sour with those notes, which is very interesting. And uh, yeah, I wish I could find it around here. I doubt we can. Um, so. Well, so I got this at I got this at Woodman's in on Alaska. So yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, there are no Woodman's in Minnesota. Um, so I don't know if it's distributed in Minnesota or not. I've never seen Eagle Park. Down so, in well, yeah, I, I have a feeling it's a Wisconsin only, or maybe in Illinois too. But being it's self- that freaking. It's that freaking beer curtain between Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's like you can't <laughs> find, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah, weird. Not enough. No, you're right. You're it's right. like it's almost like they don't, don't like sh- we don't want to share. Like with we don't want to share our beers with each other. I'm like, I get the whole Packer Viking thing, but the beer thing. Why don't we just share the beers? You yeah, know? you know, and beers. I noticed that actually when I was when I was back back home, it was, um, I think I saw some insight, mm-hmm. modest, and. Um, uh, uh the, oh shoot the, the big lake big lake um oh, Lupa, oh lupin lupin yes yes yeah. um sorry lupin you guys have fantastic beers i don't know how i forgot um but so i saw them um and you know in minnesota you see i've seen a couple from eau claire um obviously lineys is there um yeah, the, the brewing project yeah. i've seen around yes brewing around project. here yeah yeah, yeah. But it's not like I think of like I look at like especially Minneapolis, St. Paul, right? We have so many breweries there. You think like most of them would go over the border at least? Yeah, I think so. Halfway, like halfway, maybe. Like, hey, right. here you go. I get not going to like Milwaukee and stuff like that, but you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I just uh, wish we had more Wisconsin brews over here. We get now we get a lot of North Dakotas because North Dakota's got breweries popping up so we get a lot of those but wisconsin's always been like yeah you know nobody nobody at home um well good fantastic brewery from wisconsin uh i'll go next because my beer is not anything special guys i've had on the podcast before it is castle danger cream ale uh a good beer for a tuesday night Everybody knows what Castle Danger Cream Ale tastes like. It's a cream ale. I was going to say about it. I was going to say there is something. It's not nothing special. It is a special beer. It's, oh, it's, it's a special beer. I love this beer. It's very award award winning beer. Uh, award winning beer. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, I was. I tried to go to the liquor store tonight because they have their White Pines. I think IPA. I believe it's called White Pines IPA that they just came out with, which puts money into the 
into the forests up in northern Minnesota. Uh, it's a project they have. They do it every year. Couldn't find any yet in breweries down here or in liquor stores down here. So I just went with cream ale and I thought, hey, well, why not? No, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking today? Well, I got a I got a beer from Headflyer, actually. Uh, nice. Headflyer Brewing in Northeast, next to our old neck of the woods. And uh, yeah, I've had a couple from Headflyer, not you know fairly recently. I, I don't think I've had this one on the pod specifically, but uh, yeah, uh, I ended up going with the head. It's called the Kingfield, and uh, perfect for this time of year. It's it, Kingfield. It's a coffee porter, so just about perfect. And actually, you know, you all know I was on my like Tony, that Castle Danger sounds delicious because I was on my cream ale kick. I think for most of last year, I'd get a cream ale any sure. chance I could. But uh, yeah, now that it's winter here in Minnesota, it's still January. Uh, the porters stouts are right up my alley and especially the coffee porter here. So yeah, it was actually, I had a chance to go to uh, Head Flyer uh, a couple weeks ago now, I think before I went to California for work and uh, yeah, picked up a crowler of it. And I actually jumped on their website just to see if it was still available on tap. It's not apparently, but they do, they do have a porter and, and, you know, we've been there a handful of times. I think they've always had a porter on stout. And so that's what I'll say. I think they're pretty darn good at, at making their porter. So like right now, for example, they have their vanilla bean porter. Obviously, it's going to be a very similar beer to this other than the vanilla bean as opposed to the coffee. And I guess if I had a complaint, I don't because I'll say this about the beer, the, the Kingfield coffee porter. It's incredibly smooth. Um, it's But if I did have a complaint, it'd be maybe there isn't enough coffee flavor. You know, how I love my coffee. Oh, um, sure. So, yeah, I've had a number of porters and stouts that have a little more, uh, you know, a little more a stronger coffee note to it that this doesn't. So if you're not a fan of coffee, go ahead and, you know, try this because it's, it's pretty smooth. It's got it's more, you know, it's more obviously your typical chocolate notes come out. I I'd say ahead of the coffee and maybe it's kind of like a secondary flavor with that uh, with that. Uh, Porter, but yeah, I love Head Flyer. I love their beer, and yeah, this is this is a good one as well. So nice. All right, well, good. Got three beers, one beer from Wisconsin, two from Minnesota. Can't complain about that, guys. Let's get into some loons talk because right after we did the podcast last week, the loons decided. Well, they didn't really sign him till like yesterday or two days ago, but there were rumors, and we knew it was going to happen. Uh, Michael Marquez uh, from uh, AFC Escaltuna. Escaltuna, I think that's what it is. That's a, as good as I would do, yeah. It's a, a Swedish team, correct? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's from second, their... Second, second tier. No, I believe it's from the Super Superton. Superton. Superton, league level second tier. That's what That's what Transfer Market tells me. So is oh, I, oh darn it! I just assumed that was yeah. A, AFC Estuna. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, I'll look that up as we talk. But I thought because they because so, they they specifically mentioned he was previously with what did they say? Um, oh, he was from Malmo. Yeah, that's where he began his because he's only mm-hmm. twenty one years old, but he began his yes. career from IFK Malmo, Sweden. And uh, Malmo, that's a great town, or so I've heard. I've never had the chance to to go there. I've been very close, but I've heard amazing things about it. So yeah, without getting is, too much detail, but that Malmo was, was in this the Swedish second division. So yeah. this. he is a he is a he's a 21 year old, like Dave said. He is a citizenship in Sweden, but he's also 
uh, has, I think he has dual citizenship. So Sweden and Brazil. Right. Yep. Uh, so he's a dual citizen. He's a center back, which we talked about. It's funny. We talked about on the podcast last week. We said, hey, we need to get younger, especially in the backfield. And guess what? Here we go out and sign a 21-year-old guy uh, in the backfield. Yep. Uh, I don't think we spent too much money. I think it was like 250000 bucks transfer fee or something like that. Um, so maybe, yeah, 250000 was the transfer fee. Uh, so maybe a guy who can grow uh, for this team. And uh, we'll see what happens. I... Haven't seen a lot of highlights or stuff from him. I, I, I didn't really look him up, but uh, obviously the team saw something they liked and decided to get him to, uh, you know, back up our, our our center back position. Yeah, and I'll just say, not that I, I guess I technically was questioning you, Tony. <laughs> the Superton is is the second division, so okay, we got that out of the way. And uh, mm-hmm. interesting, that, you know, right on Minnesota's website, they, they mentioned that um, you know, I guess quoting Adrian Heath on the website, they're saying that he was getting interest from, you know, clubs, I think in Norway, he said some of the bigger clubs in Sweden, Norway and Denmark were, were starting to look at him pretty closely, but they got in, they got him first, so to speak is how they describe nice. him. But I will That's say, fun. yeah, so he's, he's, he's young, he's 21. We, you know, he, he, he's, he played like, he's played in the 22, 23 season, he's played 20 to 30 games, but so I don't know much about him, obviously like the rest of us, but um, I do find it interesting, you know, that they, they're giving him a three-year contract, you know, with, mm-hmm. with an option, a club option. So it's not like, you know, we'll just take a chance on this guy, one-year contract, you know, maybe loan, you know, something like that. It's, it's a commitment to this player. So it seems like they're fairly high on him. So. Yeah. You know, it sounds like they they saw, you know, they saw that uh, potential with bigger teams, in Scandinavia looking at him and said, Hey, we signed him to a three-year contract. If he pans out, you know, in three years, he might be worth a bit more to flip him or he'll like it here and he'll stick around. Um, I mean, it sounds like a good investment opportunity <clears throat> at the very least. Um, as long as he doesn't turn out to be a Demidov, I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, that was funny. You said that David, because I think a lot of people on Twitter, when we signed him, were saying, Hey, Demidov, Got him from you know that area, and look what happened. But again, we also got Robin Lud from that area, and look how he turned out. So yeah, you know, and you know. also uh, Demidov was already older, older, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. and he was yeah. showing some injury issues and some slowness from his earlier days. And Robin was a little bit younger, um, and so. That bodes well for Mikhail, I think, um, being that he's so young. Um, yeah, I mean, as as you said, Tony, we talked about it last episode. We we need younger talent, um, and this will definitely make us younger in the center back position. Well, yes, yeah. The, um, the, the only the only thing I'll say, yeah. So, I mean, I think the. the they they do they do describe him as a player that might have a little bit of flexibility, maybe able to play that that you know the the right uh, fullback position as well as the right center back position. He has it sounds like he does have a little played in some three three man backfields as well, so does have a little bit of flexibility back there. I just also find it interesting, and maybe this will roll into what we're going to talk about later. But he you know he's going to occupy an international spot on the roster. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. We, you know, it's hard to keep track, but you know, and that is, and that is a thing that he could, you know, the loons could always, you know, acquire more international spots if 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 that rule still holds. But yeah, you know, I kind of wonder about that because yeah, the how does the rule work though? Because he's under he's under twenty, is it twenty two or twenty three? He's under twenty age. U twenty two. So does that does that count? Against yeah, I, I don't know if that might play a factor or not. Like I, I haven't been paying attention to those roster rules. I mean, I'm I'm going right off the website here. You know, so he says with a Marquez will occupy an international roster. Okay, spot. he'll join the loons pending the receipt of his P one visa, ITC, and a physical. So unless the website is wrong, which I mean, I mean, it's possible, but be. probably not. I mean, so who did we cut? Who or part ways with last fall? Who would have held an international Met, spot? Met I'm near, pretty sure we were booked. Met near, near, yeah. Met near was well. Um, no, he got a green card, didn't he? Oh, did he? He might have. I think he did. I, yeah, did I think cut? at the end of the season we were full. Don't don't our loan players though have international like uh, Gonzo? Uh, didn't he have oh, an international they, spot? They, he could have, yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't. His loan was done, so. I'm trying to think who else. There's, yeah, there's a couple guys who were on loan or one year signings that were international spots that we probably could open one up for. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's also says something. I mean, hopefully, says something about their plans for him because you don't want an international spot sitting on the bench, Mm -hmm. Um, especially a low. I mean, what would appear to be a low value roster spot because okay. you know you could get somebody his age potentially his talent within the united states mm-hmm. who is already a citizen but instead we decided to go overseas and get an international i mean it, it's that's the part that makes me wonder i mean are we going to end up trying to shove him in is he going to end up being a oval or a circle shoved into a square peg because mm. since he has experience on the right, are we going to use him on the right? And I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder, I, I could see, I, I could definitely could see that the way the, just looking at, at nothing else other than the way that um, Adrian Heath just talked about Marquez. I could see that happening. I, I really what about DJ Taylor though. What about Taylor? By the way, guys, we didn't mention this last week. I should have. Uh, DJ Taylor got married, so congrats to him hmm. on yeah, his yeah, uh, on his nuptials. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 funny. We talked a lot about DJ Taylor last year and how he grew as a player as the year progressed. And now we get this guy, and he's a center back, and he could play multiple. And now we're talking about well, maybe he could play right back. And I'm like, well, I think DJ's he's a he's a locked in that position, but I think he's pretty well off. In that position, well, I don't you have know Alan, if, Alan Benitez over there too. Well, but. and again, exactly right. I don't know if Heath likes DJ Taylor in that position. I don't think DJ Taylor is Heath's type of right back. I don't. I, I really don't think that at all because you know what Heath wants on that right back. He wants a guy who can move forward, and, and DJ is not. He's shown he could be, but he's not really that guy yet. So. Right. That's when we brought in Benitez to be that guy, and Benitez turned out to be really, well, we didn't see it, but not that guy last year. 
So could Michael be that guy? We don't we don't know. But my feeling is I, I think this is more of a backup to the center back position. Boxy's getting older. We talked about Boxy last year, guys, how his um his skills declined as the year went on. Uh, and of course we've got, uh, uh, what's his name coming back to the midfield, uh, uh, for Pete's sakes. To the, uh, to the center back no, position? Center back position. Uh, what's the oh, defender? Debossi. Debossi. Debossi's come back. But of course we don't know about Debossi is, is he going to be full strength by the time season starts? Yeah. I, so I mean, you probably can't assume that, but you can't I mean, assume that. So our starter would be Kelman, which. We all know Kalman can come in and do an average job, but maybe he's looking for somebody who can be more than that. So who knows? I, you know, it's kind of bring up a different, not different subject guys, but kind of on the same wavelength here. It's funny that in professional sports, uh, baseball, basketball, hockey, football, you, you know, who's going to be in training camp, right? You like know who's there and it, even baseball, even though they had a lot of guys there, you know, all the guys who were there because they tell you right in soccer, especially MLS, they don't really tell you who's there and who's not there. You know what I mean? Not, there's not the coverage. Yeah. yeah there's not, not the, the coverage. coverage. Like you, you yeah. listen, you can listen to like, yeah, you brought it up. So I'll talk about it. But yeah, like major league baseball, for example, you can listen mm-hmm. to all the preseason games on rate on the radio you can't necessarily see them on tv but yeah there you'll see you'll hear about everybody who's at camp they announce it but they, you know they and, announce it dave what they say is like well this guy signed he got an invite to training camp the spring training with an option for this in mls it seems like it's just they bring a bunch of guys down there and you don't know like you're like okay well this guy's there but he is he on the team is he not on the team is he Part yeah. of the team. Is well, yeah, they'll have of... their yeah, they'll have their secret trial players. Yeah, that they yeah. mentioned nothing about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Am I am I am I crazy or what though? This year for the loons feels a little bit different. This to me, it feels like this is a tremendously. They have a tremendously deep returning roster. Like yeah. the name, they didn't lose anybody other than what Tyler Miller, Metnir hardly played oh. at all. But I mean, well, they last players like Corey Hayes and Nico Hansen, but not your main line, your right. your nominal, your your the starting lineup of the Minnesota United is basically comes into this year almost intact. Now we might want to have a last, rain, yeah. we might want to have a Reynoso watch. Yeah. We might want to have a Reynoso watch to see. You know, has anybody seen him well, in the states yet? I don't think yeah. so. No, he yet, he's still uh, well. Sorry, some people say he's having visa issues. Okay. Which no. we all know what that is. And right. some guess, people say he's having personal issues, which we all know what that is. So that's so. a huge that's a huge elephant in the room. But do you see where I'm going, guys? I mean, I'm saying the, the starting lineup is coming back into 2023 pretty much intact. Which we um, we talked we talked about last week, Dave, is the fact that they've pretty much run it back this year with the same starting lineup. Pretty I mean, it is the same starting lineup. I mean, there's might be a little like switch here and there but it is what it is uh but i'm saying yeah is, then i, I think i know what you're sorry tony I, go ahead i, I was gonna I'll, I'll say what i was gonna say but then let you go but i was just i think we're maybe getting to the same point 
Yes. So we have the same starting lineup. So we don't have we don't have huge gaps of need other than obviously we're old in the position in the center back position that we were just talking about. But we don't have huge immediate needs, I guess I'll put it, other than the fact that we look back and say, well, was 2022 good enough? You know, and I think for large parts of the season, it was not. I mean, except for a a run they had in the middle of the season, they, you know, when they won, what, 10 in a row or at least uh, had a, a. a point streak for 10 games, at least in a row, but then they limped yeah. in the playoffs, lost in the first round. So I don't know, you know, I think everybody, all fans like us, were certainly hoping for upgrades in certain positions. And I, we haven't been overwhelmed at, at least to this point. What I want to, what I want to know is I want to know the young guys, right? I mean, I know Paddleford's down there. I get that, but I want to know guys who like they are taking a look at. And, and I guess there's probably a reason why we don't know about it. But as a fan, I want to be informed. Like I want to know what's going on for all the other sports. I can I I know what's going on after every game they play. This guy played. This guy had this going on in practice. This guy looks like he's going out. With MLS, it just seems like all of a sudden we get to the regular seasons. Like these are the guys we're going with. You're like, well, what 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 the fuck do they do during spring training? I mean. Preseason, like, did they were they good in practice or what? You know what I mean? Right. I, you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, like, especially the NFL, we see preseason games, we see the guys on the field, right? We see them play. MLS, we really don't see that, and we don't get information about how they did. Or, I mean, Heath's like the worst, though. I mean, Heath is like, like talking to fucking Yoda. I mean, he just says things are like you have to like read between the lines about right how shit's yeah. happening, right? Yeah, I, I want to know how like guys like Dotson are doing. You know, well, yeah, that's, what I, that's what I want. I, I want. I want Heath to come out and say, which is never going to happen. Say, Dotson is doing this, this, and this. He looks like he's on track to be this, but Heath will just say, "Well, we, Dotson was running on the sidelines, and he looks okay." And if it's anything like last year, wasn't last year? Did they not? I was it last year where they didn't televise any of the preseason matches, which is again, which is like right. frustrating. It is frustrating. It's frustrating. Now, frustrating. granted, there's four. You know, as we record this tonight, um, the the regular season starts on the road in Dallas in one month, almost exactly on the 25th of uh, February. But it's and so what I, my point is there's a lot of time things could kind of iron out and we'll see what happens and players could come in you know minnesota has been known to make late uh, late signings for sure in the past but you know it, right now it just feels like it's a fool's errand to try and guess a starting 11 for that for that match against you, dallas you can't i mean yeah. i mean you can but you can't and and before we move on to another player that dave will talk about here in a second um would it behoove the MLS or teams in MLS to find some sort of minor partner to work with during the preseason? Be like, okay, let's televise these games in our home area. Well, for fans that want, or even online. Just that's like, why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. In years past, you could at least stream some of these matches, preseason matches. I was sure of it. Maybe what is it? The Coachella Valley Invitational. They I'm, go to. I got. Yeah, that might be. That'll be. That'll be televised. It will at least be streamed. I guess. Hopefully, we can. Uh, we can. But, we can hope yeah. for that. But you think like I just I look at other leagues and I go, their preseasons are pretty much all 
either online or on TV. You know, baseball, most of their shit's on TV. Some's not because it's there's so many games. But give us a view of some of these guys. I mean, just give us a little peek. 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm off my... I get your gripe. I, I'm right there with you, Tony. I I'm, I fully agree with that. It's it's, it's frustrating. Well, I, really. Just from... From from me, I just I want to be involved. I want to be involved in this team when they start training camp. I I want to be. I want to know what's going on. I want to be, you know, a fan. And what you're telling me is from the time training camp starts till the time we season start, the season starts, is that I don't know what the fuck's going on, right? Except for what Andy Greeter tells me on Twitter, you know. I mean, that kind of sucks. I mean. Pass off to Andy for doing his job, but you know, uh, let's move on. Dave, before the podcast, you talked about another potential signing that uh, there's rumors about uh, from Mexico, and his name is. I I I brought up uh, Miguel Tapias, who I okay. I think I first Miguel Tapias from Pachuca. I'll let, mm-hmm. I I can let. David get into as well, but I, I saw this not too long before we recorded today, so it was pretty good timing. I uh, I think it was Tom Bogertz who first mm-hmm. first kind of brought up the news. Andy Greeter had it. That's where I saw it first from Andy Greeter. Um, just mentioning the fact that this um, interesting Miguel Tapias, he's 26 from Pachuga in the Mexican Liga MX, of course, and uh, he's um, they Tom Bogertz said it may not happen till the summer. Um, depending on how that was at the Clausura in, in Mexico plays out, I think it has something to do with his current contract, current season down in Mexico. But but he did throw in, you know, Minnesota United would like to get him here immediately if possible, but nothing has been worked out along those lines. So interesting thing about Pachuga is I uh, guess uh, who Minnesota kind of had an interaction with them before. I think I, courtesy of Andy Greeter, I had forgotten this, but uh, you guys will certainly remember the name Roman. Romario, is it uh, uh, Romario Abara off the top of my head? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think we sent him there, or we, or he came from there. I cannot remember. We, we sent like, him there on loan mm-hmm. after he wasn't working out here, had family issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I can't remember if family couldn't get here. Yeah, it was the family it was. couldn't couldn't get here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought so, that was interesting. Certainly interesting how we do have a connection already with Pachuca out of Liga MX. So. That would be interesting, but this, I don't even think I mentioned, I'm talking about, you know, Miguel's a center back. So a little bit older too, with 26, a little more experience. So um, again, I don't know a heck of a lot of about him and didn't have time to do too much research, but I mean, it's just, it's nice to see along with, you know, Michael and Marquez and uh, you know, they're, they're dressing areas of need. And then this would be, you know, maybe you're, maybe a guy that could play on the left side then. And if we're worried about Debassi or Coleman, uh, this could be a mainstay, but we'll see this. This was just kind of brought up just before we came on air. So we don't know a whole lot and it's certainly nothing official, but certainly it's at least exciting to start hearing a little bit more of these things come through the pipeline as we get, you know, like I just said, a month from the regular mm-hmm. season. So, yeah. And, you know, Pachuca's uh second in the league right now. Um, So it's not like they're a, it's not like he's coming from a bad team where we could assume that he himself is bad. Um, and so that that's good. Um, quickly looking at his stats, I, I do see he does maybe like the yellow cards a bit. Um, well, 
three yellows in 13 games. Um, it's not terrible, but it's not great. For a center back, I guess. Um, but so, yeah, he's played 13 matches, um, which is which is good because I think they're um, trying to think how many matches they're into the well, I don't even right know. Now. I don't know if they're – I think their Clausura had, had just finished. Um, I don't know if they've even started. So if that – it's it's really um, kind of confusing because their their season, of course, spreads out. You know, their season is technically 22-23 with their aperture and clausura. Mm-hmm. And it and there, there's a big break, I think, between like early December and late January or something like that. Yeah, there are three matches in. So he's play he played ten. I'm guessing based on those stats, he played ten. Um bef- uh I, I can't even remember now. He played ten in the previous seat quote unquote season and mm-hmm. now he's played three i'm guessing is what it is mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that i'm not going to look into it beyond that but so yeah yellow cards i mean could be another calvo never know that would be a sad sad thing <laughs> don't need, oh yeah don't yeah need, don't need that going yeah, no, I, yeah, just, this is kind of because I think we talked about this mo- a couple months ago when we were talking about Liga MX in detail, like as far as their they their kind of split season into the mm-hmm. you know twenty two and twenty three. So I just think you know, credit Andy Greeter here. I'm just looking at his Twitter feed and he basically has some highlights of Miguel Tapias, um, and he's showing he had he produced back to back header clearances for Pachuca versus Tigres in Liga MX Clausura on January fifteenth. So yeah, that late that was just nine days ago. So that... now, to be clear, that match they ended up losing to Tigres four to one. So, <laughs> um, well, nice. Know. It was a, it was an <laughs> I, it was it was you know on whether I you know I spent some time in Mexico just uh, Torreon just a year and a about a year ago and I. I may have I've, I watch a little Liga MX every now and then, but I, for context, I'm essentially saying I I don't know that I've ever seen a highlight from Miguel Tapia's other than the one Andy Greeter posted on his feed. So, well, and we should I mean, also point out that Tapia's was promptly benched after that match. Oh, mm. Mm. well, maybe. So, um, with that said, though, apparently looking at the. Uh, previous match they played Puebla and beat them 5-1 and he was in the lineup so he was clearly starting he must have done something egregious in that Tigres match wow Puebla isn't Puebla the team that uh, Minnesota United are paired up with in the group stage of the uh, the, uh, League's Cup I think League's League's Cup Cup. Yeah, which we'll talk about when more information is put out there but uh, we should mention them we are yeah. we're in the same we're in the same group as that as that team and Chicago Fire, that. so yeah. that team yeah so we are we have that going on which is a weird for group stages to have three teams in a group stage but yeah, that's what they're doing. well it's just so. it's just how they have to do it with get, I think there's yeah. fifteen there's fifteen different groups yeah. it's all spread out due to uh, yeah. well it's based on region and yeah, it's all fucked up. They divide it up well, from that, the region, then they divide it into a bunch of other groups. But it kind of makes sense that we would be with Chicago, you know, if you're talking about regionally speaking. Right. So why can't we be with KC? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think it had, I believe I believe it had to do with the fact that minute be the, the as far as dividing up the MLS, obviously there what there's twenty 
eight, 30 MLS clubs, a lot of MLS clubs. So I think they take, they look at the supporter shield standings. And so they divide up the groups starting with the highest ranked regional mm-hmm. team. So it's possible mm-hmm. that, I don't know, Kansas, who knows how they do it. I'm just saying that the reason Kansas city and Minnesota may not have ever been put into the same group just because of the, they were fairly high up in the right. standings or I don't and I, know. I, I get it. It's the first year they're working things out. It just is weird to me that, yeah, you got this and this and this and these teams come in and this, it's like, oh, okay. All right. Just, yeah. uh, we'd have to have a know. whole separate podcast to sort out how they're doing that. I well, guess. yeah, I don't even, I mean, I have to have a lawyer involved probably to sort out like who the fuck's going on. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So we just, I mean, we talked about two guys. Uh, one guy is here, center back is here, potentially another center back. So obviously the team knows that their center back position is old and deteriorating, uh, not rapidly, but deteriorating. So they're working on things to make it better. Uh, I mean, hopefully uh, it gets better, you know, but we'll see. All right. Like again, We'll see how it all plays out. At least, yeah. I mean, at least as we sit here, you know, on January January 24th as recorded, at least we have some stuff to talk about, you know, because it had been a slow December, to say the least, and even early January. So it's nice to have, even if just a couple names, it's nice to to talk about those guys and as we ramp up towards the start Mm -hmm. of the season. All right, guys. Uh, Before we get into funny stories, just one more thing to mention about the Loons, their home opener is March 11th against uh, New York Red Bulls. And the uh, giveaway is uh, mittens. Yes. They're giving us mittens. I don't know. I guess based on your tone, Tony, I think I was a little more excited than you. (laughs) Well, now hold on a second. My my thing is this, okay? Hats, you can wear hats whenever, right? I'm going to ask you guys this question. Uh... What do you, yes or no? Will it be cold enough to have to wear mittens at the game March 11th? David? Yeah. Uh, no. Don't be cold enough to wear mittens? I don't think so. Okay. Dave? What I mean, now, however, it would take a lot to get me to wear mittens. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it okay. would have to be like in the 30s. Okay. 20s. Right. 20s, probably. All right. But. All right. Dave, what do you think? It would be cold enough to wear mittens on March 11th. I'm going to say a quick yes. So, for, first of all, for me, I'm a, f- a little bit of a freeze baby. So, the answer is most, un- unless it's over 50 degrees, I, I could easily wear mittens and be happy. And I, I, I would nor, I'm nor, like, mittens are better than gloves, in my opinion, as far as staying warm. I'm more of a, like, if I need to stay warm for a match, I'm more of a choppers kind of guy, I guess you'd call them, but those are essentially mittens. So, I mean, I prefer mittens. These look a little small, because. but the nice thing about mittens, you can take one of those heating packs, stuff them right in, you know, so they just work. But, yeah, I mean, March 11th, I think, given this team's, you know, you know, March, Minnesota in March, early March, hey, I'd love to be optimistic and say it's going to be 65 and sunny, but I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, I don't think it's 65, but if you're wearing mittens over 40, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> here's 
I bring this up because oh, you guys, know what? The, it's a great. You know what? I love. I, I just thought about. It. Okay, go ahead, Don. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead, Dave. Go. Go. Run your thing. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I, I just. It just came. Just as you started talking, it came to me. I was like, "This is the perfect giveaway." Because let's say it is forty-three degrees and sunny. You know, I actually I don't even know if the game's at. I mean, look, is the game at seven or is the game it's, at? I should tell you real quick. The game. The game is at. I think it's seven thirty. Yeah. It is seven thirty p.m. Like most of the games this year, apparently are going to be at seven thirty p.m. So, anyways, but I was just going to say, you know, well, what if it is forty-five, fifty degrees? Let's say we have some decent weather, but I am a bit of a freeze baby. This way, I can go to the game without any gloves, mittens, anything like that. But then I can use that giveaway as an excuse to wear them when I'm cold because I undoubtedly will be cold. So. I bring this up, guys. Uh, two reasons I bring it up. One is, of course, you know, March 11th. We don't know what the weather's going to be like. Could be what well, could be like last year, Dave, where we had thunderstorms and mm, we had a snowstorm true. afterwards. That's a good point. Yeah, that wasn't that was weird, and it was it was uh, I think it was a little bit later in March, wasn't it? But it was still March against Nashville. But but the funny thing is, so I think like two weeks later, they have another thing where they're giving away knit knit caps. It's like, well, why wouldn't you give away the knit caps on the first week? And save the mittens maybe for like the fall. Well, you know? I think probably you already gave the logic. You can wear a hat whenever, but mittens, it has to be cold. So I think they're banking on it being cold March 11th. And then they're like, well, you know, the next one, it could, you know, a stocking cap. You can wear a stocking cap into the 60s. I, I mean, yeah, people right. down here wear stocking caps when it's 70. Um, oh, yeah. That's but, Florida, though. Yeah, but so I, I think that's I think yeah I think you gave that logic already. Mm-hmm. It's the hat; it can be worn later in the year, and the mittens obviously not. Well, to get us off this topic, uh, Dave and I will probably be there at the game. Connor will be there because he has season tickets. Uh, David will not be there because he'll be watching the game from his porch in Florida. I'll probably be like seventy-five degrees and sunny. And uh, he'll be laughing. March eleventh, it'll probably be eighty-five. Yeah, he'll be yeah. laughing at us while we're while we're cold and doing our stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so anywho, guys, we have no Minnesota soccer history because Connor's not here. So, getting the funny stories. Before getting the funny stories, though, I do want to mention. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the news article. Uh, Japan is having a problem with birth rates. Did you guys see this? So they did. So they they're not having enough people giving birth and not enough babies in yeah. Japan, and and the government's worried because they're not going to have people to sustain their economic, you know, uh, growth or whatever it is. So, um, uh, I, myself, I'm married. Uh, David, you're married. Connor's married. Dave, maybe you should go over to Japan. And help out. Mm. You're a single guy. You know, maybe you should go over there and do the country a, a good oh, thing. I, and... I, I thought you were gonna like I, I I probably haven't been following these as closely as you guys, but I, I thought maybe you were gonna go into how they're starting a program where foreign nationals can come into Japan and get paid or get all it. sorts of tax credits <laughs> to, to you, help you, in the David, population. Dave, you could start that. I mean, yeah, you maybe you should start. float that. Write yeah, the write the uh, embassy yeah. and float that idea. I mean, you're 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 tallish, you know. You're if you're an American, you're a tall guy. I mean, 
they probably love to have you over there producing some kids. Yeah, my I, I could probably work there. My skills would transfer fairly smoothly, I think. So yeah. Well, All right, and well, the reason look into that. And the reasons why quickly, the reasons why people are not having kids over there is because of space limitations. We all know Japan is very cramped, especially in the cities. Uh economic situations, it's very expensive to live in Japan, especially in the cities. Uh, so people are waiting and they're having kids later in life or not having kids at all. And this is causing a problem. And it's not just right. Japan. South Korea's having the same problem. China's China, having the China, same China problem. yeah. Not in fact, I didn't problem. realize that Japan was having that problem until I was reading mm -hmm. an article about China. Yeah, I, that's and, actually that I read the same. I think I saw or read the same thing that, that it was the headline was kind of China's having this problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So and now it's India now that is the uh, the pop. Well, India has been a population boom for a long time, but they are they are going to like I think India is going to exceed China's population. Mm -hmm. They haven't oh, already geez. very, very soon. Within the year, I think, but yeah, we can yeah, make it crazy. the whole conversation about population growth and all that stuff. But just want to mention it, Dave, if you, if you really, you know, if you need to, you know, get us, get us Japan, you know, they probably would welcome you with open arms. Um, you know, maybe start a service where you have like jets go over there, like on a weekly basis, maybe, and a bunch of single American guys. Yeah, I, I've never been to Japan. I feel like that's borderline prostitution at this point. No, yeah. it really. Because yeah, you're really not getting paid for it. I mean, you might the government might give you some stipends or something like that, or you know, maybe fairly some, certain that's payment. That's not really no, it's a gift. It's not payment. It's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> I, I mean I mean, sure, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a gift. <laughs> We can call payment. It's all, you know, language things. It's on the up and up. Up and up. It's fine. Oh, shit. I'm sort of laughing about that shit. Uh, but uh, so anyways, guys, one for you story before we get out of here. Uh, it is, comes from the state of Minnesota, by the all way. Right. It was a funny story from the state of Minnesota. We rarely have funny stories from the state of Minnesota because nothing crazy happens here. Uh, I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, usually it's from Florida or somewhere down south. Uh, this is uh, this is crazy. There's a turkey, guys, in Coon Rapids. This is a, a recent story. A turkey in Coon Rapids has literally taken over uh, the neighborhood. Uh, his name is Reggie. They call him Reggie. Uh, neighbors in a Coon Rapids mobile home park are battling with a bird. They said a lone turkey appeared in their park around Thanksgiving of 2021. So turkey's been around for a while. And hasn't left since, becoming more aggressive as months go on. Uh, Turkey has literally taken over their life. Uh, Rachel Gross says she lives in fear of going outside, thanks to her neighbor, uh, Reggie, a wild turkey who seems to have taken a liking to her property. This turkey attacks me every single day. <laughs> follows me, goes up my stairs, tries to get me into the house. When I leave my car, it follows my car. Wow. The wild turkey has attacked people, pecked at tires, and chased cars. Uh, she says, I have to go out with my broom and my water bottle and my golf club everywhere I go. Uh, she worries about the kids in the mobile home park. Uh, they're worried about the, the turkey pecking them. The kids that walk to the bus stop in the morning, I have to come out and help them. But now they are smart and they carry sticks. So all the kids <laughs> at the bus stop now carry sticks because of this freaking wild turkey named Reggie. Uh, 
They reached out to the Department of Natural Resources, who offered them suggestions, including removing bird feeders or chopping down branches where their turkey nests. While they've taken down their bird feeders, others still in the park have not. So a couple people have taken down the bird feeders, but other people in the park still have bird feeders up, which causes turkey to, to fucking stay there. Uh, it's not safe for anybody, including the turkey, so I would just like it to be relocated to a place where it could be out with other turkeys, not be a nuisance. But DNR says relocating turkeys, trapping a really cold nuisance turkeys is not an option. Uh, the methods used to trap turkeys in remote areas are often impractical or ineffective in urban areas due to safety and disturbance. Released turkeys may also continue their inappropriate actions where they are released or may move sub uh, substantial distances to another suburban site. So well, pretty much what the DNR is saying is like, if you move the turkey... It's gonna fuck up somebody else's neighborhood. So yeah, and I can say. And and what about like you, if they move the turkey around other turkeys? What do you think those other turkeys are gonna think? They want a dick tur asshole turkey like yeah, Reggie. The I, I feel turkey. like the other turkeys will do what the humans need to do and deal with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's such a thing as like, can turkeys be rabid? Like you know, I don't know if turkeys can be rabid. Maybe potentially. I guess they could. They're wild, but. Um, People on when I listen to the story on the news this morning, there's some people saying, "Why well, somebody just shoot the turkey?" Well, technically, you I guess you could during hunting season, but like nobody around this park has decided to do such a thing. And Reggie has just been—I mean, the videos, guys. If you ever have a chance to look it up, look at the videos of Reggie. They have it on WCCO's website. Uh, Reggie just does whatever the fuck he wants. He just—he's—he's he's everywhere. He don't give a shit. So wild turkey. What does the uh, does the article say? What the trapping methods are that it would be disruptive? No, they say that well, they say the trapping methods, of course, are from trapping them in the wild, which are disruptive and could be bad for the turkey. But what is that? Like, I what are they know. doing that would be disruptive to an urban community? I don't like, know. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, what? I'm just gonna go out on a limb. And um, suggest that it's the DNR is being the DNR and being lazy because that's what the no. DNR usually is. Now, part of the is story this, also is this also recent? Says, because I I just pulled yeah, up and saw like it's recent. Tur a turkey appeared in the mobile home park. They're talking about around Thanksgiving of 2021, and hasn't it's been there ever since. It's been there ever since, Dave. They just talked about it now. But uh, another part of the article says that habituated turkeys, which obviously Reggie is because he's been around there for a while, <laughs> may attempt to dominate or attack people that the bird views as subordinates. So Reggie might view these people as like under him, like he's the king of the fucking area, you know, and he's that's why he's doing the bullshit he does. I, I mean, this so, sounds like the Bob's Burgers episode, Donna. The, the video is wild. The video is wild. <laughs> this turkey's just hanging out. Like it owns the place. Oh yeah, pecking tires, chasing people. Yeah, somebody just needs to shoot it. Be done with it. I mean, and this this lady's being interviewed on the news, and the turkey's just sitting in the background, just hanging out, waiting. Just hanging for out, done. Yeah, waiting. Yeah, <laughs> so, hanging out. so the turkey can attack her when the yeah. interview's over. It looks like that's really what I mean, it looks like. I, I, I'm thinking like a mobile home park. Doesn't somebody have a fucking big dog that would fucking just yeah, take something. the turkey out or like? chase it away or something or maybe somebody just accidentally drives over the turkey well right yeah if it's, if it's pecking tires uh swerve yeah. <laughs> well 
it doesn't say it in the story, and, and this lady says it uh, in the newscast. She said that she went to Chipotle in her husband's truck, and the turkey actually got in the back of the truck and went with her to Chipotle and sat in the back of the truck while she was at Chipotle. Well, you know what I would do? I would keep driving. True, but, yeah. I would keep driving. Just drive and drive and drive and call the husband and be like, I'll be home late. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> and drive then like, and get out. I'm going to drive like 250 miles to Duluth and drop it off, you know, just like on Canal Park or something like that. Be like, hey, Turkey, Reggie, here you go. Here's Canal Park. Have fucking fun. You know? Yeah. Oh, I feel like this turkey's causing more problems than it needs to. I know. It's been there for a year. A year. Who puts up with turkeys for a fucking year? I mean, we had our squirrel problem. We called the fucking squirrel guy in like a week. We're like, get the fucking squirrels out of here. Well, they need you to know? call the turkey guy then. Jeez, come on. Yeah, there, there's got to be a there's got to be a wild animal well, es- expert that would come in there and deal with it. My feeling is after this report, we're going to find out that some guy came in relocated Reggie to a turkey farm or something like that. And we'll see pictures of Reggie bashing the other turkeys on the turkey farm or something like that, or, you know, get crazy. And then Turkey Tom, Reggie will be uh, next year's Thanksgiving meal. Exactly. What's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, that's so, what you know what? They... Slaughter, catch him, slaughter him, and send him to Governor Waltz for Thanksgiving next year. There you go. Here's Reggie. You know? Uh, you know the problem is is, is uh, Governor Wallace has been tough enough on turkeys. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. You know, the problem in Minnesota is public safety spending uh, needs to be diverted to that public safety to turkey stuff. Yeah. I just, I just, guys, again, before we get out of here, who would put up with a turkey for a year? I don't. I would no. put up with that shit for a year. The fucker would be dead. Yeah, dead. I mean, I just couldn't imagine going to your house every day and be like. I carry my fucking stick in my squirt bottle because fucking Reggie's out here again. You know? and, and that's it, that's the thing. If it was any other type of animal, mm-hmm. it would be removed. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that they're not doing anything about it. Like it just doesn't. I mean, a deer, a bear, raccoons, it doesn't matter. If they get like that, they get removed. If it was a bear, they'd trank it and move it somewhere else. Yeah. So I don't understand what the problem is with the fucking turkey, but Jesus. Whatever. That's in Coon Rapids. I don't give a shit because it's far enough away from my house. We don't have turkeys in my yard, so I don't care. But uh, yeah. Reggie, guys. Reggie. Reggie the uh, Before we get out of here, guys, anything else you want to mention? Any funniness? No. Any stories? Nothing? Nothing? Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's good to be back on this one after missing a week, but yeah. Nothing. Well, David almost was last week because he was drinking with his neighbors. So <laughs> he was. He was. He had. Little, I mean, he had a. He had a Monday off. I mean, I don't blame him. You, you gotta. You gotta drink when you can. I don't blame you at all. If you and can, when you can. If you can be out in your in your in in your street having kegs and shit in the middle of, in the beginning of January, I'm all for that shit. I can't do that because it's fucking snow covered and it's cold, but. You know, go for it, man. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, Connor should be back next week, I hope. Uh, next week, hopefully. We have Are we going to be another... back next week? 
Yeah, I was going to say we may or may not be. But. Well, I hope we have another signing or something we can talk about or something happens. Uh, maybe uh, Adrian Heath to uh, Everton. Right, right. Uh, maybe that's happening. But Seriously, we'll no person in their right mind is going to take that job. Well, no, no, no. I mean, that's a shit show. Maybe uh, Reynoso in jail. Good. In jail. How about For all we know, he might that? actually be in there now. Might be in there right now. We don't know. And not exactly telling us a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's news. We'll, we'll get around to it. We'll be back next week. Even if there's no news, we'll be back for a little bit just to keep things kind of moving. Yeah. Around. So, sure. all right. Myself, Tony, for Dave and David. We'll talk to you guys hopefully next week. Go loons. Go loons.